Cars, which is in the driver house. We sipping lean and puffin' green with demons. We got witches in the driver This podcast allows others to tell their spiritual stories and journeys and gives them the safe space to do so. Some things said within may not always align with the views of our podcast. Here at Coven of Rejects, we believe in allowing anyone to tell their story regardless of our own personal beliefs. While we do encourage you to follow our guests on social media to better understand their journey, we do ask that you use your own intuition to discern what energy may or may not align with you. What's up, weirdos, rejects, and free spirits? Welcome back to another episode of Coven of Rejects. I'm your host, Gemini. As always, sit back, clutch your crystals, and let's get into some crazy spiritual shit. I feel like the last couple of months have been wonky with the podcast because I had been so sick. Seriously, like three weeks, you guys, of this flu-cold hybrid and... It was just a really funky time. So last week, I had expected to drop a solo episode for you guys. And then what had happened (laughs) was I just couldn't talk without just coughing. And so it was just this whole coughing fit. And it seemed so stupid to drop an episode doing that. And then I thought that I was better and I could talk and everything. And then I taught class solo this week because the Enchantress was on her birthday adventure. The 23rd was her birthday. So if you guys follow the Enchantress, know who she is, please go give her a happy birthday shout out. Um, But I was teaching class solo on Tuesday without her and I could not stop coughing and choking. And I went through like two and a half bottles of water while we were talking. I promise you guys would not have wanted me on a solo podcast episode. And I did not have the mental or physical capacity to edit an episode and get it posted for you guys. So we are back. We're going to be back in the full swing of things. We're feeling better. We're doing better, um, feeling more positive and have those healing vibes. So you guys are really going to love this week's guest. If you are new to listening to the podcast, what the fuck is up? Hello. Welcome. You can watch the interviews by going over to patreon.com slash coven of rejects and it is linked wherever you're listening to this podcast inside of the description and the different tiers that i have on patreon offer different things um so for five dollars a month you can have access to not only this podcast but also the video interviews with rampage and myself for lick it like a lollipop podcast And then I have different tiers offering different things. If you are on your own spiritual journey and you're wanting a little bit of mentorship, a little bit of guidance, um, I have two mentorship tiers on Patreon. One of them is the Shadow Queens tier. It is $75 a month and you get a full tarot and oracle reading with me every month. You can ask me any advice that you're needing. Um, You also get all kinds of exclusive things through Patreon. I do educational segments uh, via video and writing things out in a blog format and so many other things. And then the magician tier is my second mentorship program that I believe it's $155 a month and you get a full tarot and oracle reading with me. 
everything I just mentioned. Plus, you also get a personal spell working with me. And then you get a group spell working with Rampage and I. And she and I each do a spell working. So you basically get three spell workings a month, a full tarot and oracle reading, access to my community chat with other people who are doing mentorship. You get discounts on classes. Right now, you also get to see merch that has been released this is on all platforms of Patreon. I dropped merch that is not released for the public right now. So while supplies last, you guys can go over to Patreon and go and place orders before anybody else gets access to do so. Uh, we've got some new things with new logos and you guys are just going to love it. So head on over to Patreon and... Of course, if you are interested in classes for personalizing your craft, basically you learn witchcraft basics and fundamentals, and then we teach you how to apply them to your own spiritual path. You can take this class at any point that you are at on your journey. It is great for beginners because we really work from the ground up, um, but we teach it in a way that it really works for Anybody, regardless of where you are on your journey, whether you are a witch or you are just somebody who is interested in spirituality and wants to start dabbling and being educated, wherever you are, the class is perfect for you. Our next round of class starts March, but we are taking signups now. Seats are limited, so please feel free. Run over to covenofrejects.com. That's also where you can book readings with me. If you're not interested in a class or mentorship, but you're like, hey, I want a reading, you can head on over to covenofrejects.com. And without further ado, let's get into Katie's episode. Make sure you go and follow her. Her link tree will be in the description, and I promise you won't regret following her. Hi, Katie. Welcome to the Coven of Rejects podcast. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. You're welcome. I had people reach out to me and were like, you have to have Katie on your podcast. She has a podcast too. You guys would super vibe. No way. I didn't. People reached out to you? That makes me yeah. feel so special. <laughs> I had people reach out and I was like, okay, I had two people um, like actually message me and send me your profile and say, can you please like interview her? Oh. I want to learn about her journey. Oh, well, thank you to those people. That's so cool. <laughs> right? Super sweet. It's like a stamp of approval almost. Yeah, for real. <laughs> That's really cool. Um, so the podcast is never scripted. I never have questions for you when I'm going into it. I always like to start by asking what spirituality were you raised in? And then how do you identify yourself now? Yeah. Okay. So I was raised uh, Roman Catholic. Um, I went to private school my whole life and went to church like once or twice a week. Uh, so that was a lot. Um, and now I identify, it's actually kind of funny because like, I think like maybe a couple weeks ago, I would have identified myself as like strictly Norse pagan, but I'm in like a really weird in between <laughs> right now. I'm kind of opening up to like more of like the Greek pantheon and, and like kind of looking more into like Celtic roots and stuff like that. Cause I do have like background in that within my family too. And so I I don't know. I think I'm just like, uh, right now I am just a pagan and like an eclectic, witch is basically what I've been describing myself as. I'm just a pagan and an eclectic, witch. I just do a little bit of everything. <laughs> no big deal. 
<laughs> yeah, well, and like, I, I feel like I wear, I mean, you're a Gemini, I'm a Gemini. So like, I feel like I wear many hats. That's just kind of always how I've been. And so like, I am a psychic medium. I, I do Reiki and I practice witchcraft, but I'm on, you know, I'm also kind of more on the pagan side, like the Norse pagan side. It's like kind of a mixture of things. So I feel like eclectic witch is probably the best way to describe me. <laughs> do you, Pat, do you, do you, Pat, do you follow Patrick uh, Lilith's son on TikTok? Uh, maybe I'm really, I am really bad at like actually knowing names <laughs> the, uh, unless I like know them, know them. And I typically like, I'm so bad with like knowing like ads and names and stuff like that. Um, he posted a TikTok this morning and it was like, I haven't been on here in two days and I come on and there are people on witch talk now saying that Norse paganism is a closed practice and that I can't use the word pagan. And he's like, what in the fuck? I was actually like literally before, like I have like a stitch, like just like a 15 second stitch ready to go to stitch the person that said that. Cause that was an upset in a lot, not even just within like the Norse pagan community that I'm a part of, but like just everyone. <laughs> Cause it's really hurtful to people who are trying to find their way. Like, you know, especially with people who have a lot of religious trauma and like are trying to do things the right way. And like, I can't imagine like some of the people that I teach on Patreon, like if I like, I can imagine them freaking out and like coming to me and being like, oh my God, is this closed? What? And like, and I feel like that's so damaging because like there's people who are literally from that area that have been practicing that like their whole life. They're like, no, it's not. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Not only that, but it takes away when you're trying to educate on actual closed practices and things for people to like, right. you know, having education and respect on when you're throwing out words like that and mm -hmm. titles like that and, and guidelines, you're making it. So then people go, well, I don't give a fuck that you're trying to educate me on this thing over right. here because you're using the terminology where it doesn't belong. Exactly. I mean, there is cultural appropriation within Norse paganism with a lot of hate groups because of the wonderful events that happened in the 1940s and, and all that stuff. And I, I'm very passionate about like letting people know, like, and I haven't, I haven't made a video on it because I'm still researching it myself. I know the bare bones of it, but like, you have to acknowledge within Norse paganism, yes, there is a cultural appropriation there. There are hate groups that use like our symbolism in an awful, terrible way. Does that mean that's Norse paganism? Absolutely not. Um, and I think people get the terminology confused, like closed practices versus like cultural appropriation. Um, and you're right. Like, I think it's super damaging because it's like, instead of using the platform that that person has to educate people, like I, I have a, a great person who I follow. Uh, I don't know if you know them, but his name is MJ. I think he'd be a great person to have on your podcast as well. He's Norse pagan. His videos are great. He's very educational. Um, but he, he's somebody that is like giving information about all of this stuff and teaching people like the the do's and don'ts and like the um 
cultural appropriation within it. And so instead of being like, it's a close practice to prevent this from happening, it's like, why don't we just educate people and tell them this is what happened and this is why there's these hate groups that use this symbolism and this is what to look out for like a lot of other creators are doing. I felt like it was just really damaging, like you said, to other practices that are closed and like it just totally twists the word and, and confuses people a lot I think because I think for some reason closed practices is kind of confusing for people I don't know why but but I do think it kind of can be in a way but that's just my two cents on that I think it can be confusing too for sorry I keep looking around it's because I know that I like set my bag that has like my pipe and lighter in here somewhere and I keep searching oh, around no. like where, where did I so I didn't want you to think where like I'm I just totally it? distracted I just want to get stoned man and I can't find it <laughs> um that's just real um no that was I so think, real <laughs> it it can cause a a lot of issue because you know when people are starting to kind of come into our community and like trying to figure out their own guidelines, right? Because you have your own set of guidelines within right. whatever people are, are wanting to learn about in practice. And it causes fear to grow and explore because you don't want to piss anybody off. And so if you finally think like, I found my little safe place over here and I'm going to, you know, learn about like Norse paganism, because that's something that like, I'm allowed to like dive deep into. And then you have people saying that you can't, for a lot of us, we're just like eye rolling and we're like, I, fuck off. But for a lot of people, they don't have that discernment and that like understanding. And then too mm -hmm. is like, when are you able to, how would I say this? I, it's a fine line because they may see people like you and I who are comfortable being like, that's bullshit. And then take that same energy and put it towards something that actually like that is a very personal thing to not be like community practicing. You know what I mean? Right. Right. And like, I mean, I know that there's practices and you can correct me if I'm wrong. This is based off of my own research. But like, I do know that there's like cultural like cultures and practices um, to where if you do it respectfully and you're educated and like you're there's like certain like like hinduism for example like i i dove deep into that um and like there's parts of hinduism to where if you like um really respect the the process and respect the practice and understand the roots and like really dig deep into that it's not necessarily closed there are parts of it that are for sure but like there's like certain things that are like more open um because they are a part of different belief systems like like chakras and stuff like that but like based off of what i see the hindu community say and based off of my own research like it's very much about learning from the right people and like actually doing the research and respecting the culture that it comes from but then of course you have things like hoodoo and voodoo which is completely off limits um and i think it's just learning the difference and like because honestly like this might be bad practice but sometimes i see people on tiktok and i'll do my own research too but like if they're from like like native americans for example like they like there's so much it's so dumb there's so much back and forth between white sage um even people that I know that are like, yeah, like it's like 50 50, like some native people don't care. Some people, some native people do. And I'm like, well, if some native people do, I'm just like, just 
not gonna, not gonna do it yeah like it doesn't matter if some native people don't care like it i i just i don't think that it's right if there is a group of them they're like this is disrespectful i don't like you should not be using this this is a sacred plant to us uh same with palo santo i see a lot of um i believe it's latin american people comment on my stuff because i talk about palo santo being closed and they're like thank you nobody listens about that and i'm like I've heard a couple people I'm just say not that it is on Palo Santo being um, like preferred to not be used. Yeah. So it it's actually um, it was a mistake is how I learned because so um, I don't know if you know this for how like, you know, deep you like kind of went back in my stuff if you did. But I actually used to be in business with uh, one of my really good friends. We had a uh, crystal shop together and stuff and then last year actually around this time last year we decided to part ways because I was going more down like the I mean I was in the witchy like kind of like darker if you will path and then she's very much still like you know love and light and like kind of like that kind of path and we just we wanted different things out of the business and so we just decided to split ways um, and I love and support her still. She's wonderful, but, uh, we actually made the mistake of selling Palo Santo and it didn't happen on my TikTok. It happened on hers, but she was talking about it. And a bunch of people commented and they're like, Palo Santo's closed, Palo Santo's closed, Palo Santo's closed. And then she calls me and she's like, I think we may have fucked up. And I was like, no, oh no. And so we did our own research and we actually asked people what we should do like because because she was like well what do we do like I mean we I feel like it's weight because we had a lot of it because we were selling it and she's like well I feel like it's just kind of disrespectful just to throw it out or like bury it or like you know and I was like why don't we ask people who are telling us that it's closed and ask those like you know the people of that culture like hey what should we do I've done that before um as well like I was gifted a dream catcher and I didn't know what to do with it because I was like I feel like it's disrespectful for me to just throw this out. Uh, and I don't want to be, and it was a gift. And so, and like, I've had people from that culture be like, you know, like, it's okay if you use it correctly. Or, and then I also did my own research on it. And like it, there's, like I said, certain aspects, but yeah, but we made a mistake and we apologized for it. And that's how we found out, unfortunately. Um, but I do think, I think that there's, it's okay to make mistakes as long as you learn from it. I've made many on, on my account. Um, and people have told me and educated me and I've been so grateful for that. Cause sometimes I think I don't, we don't think about certain things. Like even, even so much as like authors that are writing books, especially within Norse paganism, uh, they can be part of some of those hate groups. And I didn't even think about that. And so people have brought those things to my attention, but yeah, but the Palo Santo was something that uh, people, other people have brought to my attention. Uh, and then I did research on it and I found out that it was like, again, 50, 50 kind of on like that, like uh, borderline. But again, like if there's a group of people that are telling me not to do it and not to use it, like, I'm just not gonna, cause what I, there's so many other things <laughs> to use. Right. And that's, <laughs> that's where I am with it too, is like, there's so many different options for things that, okay, if you're going to tell me, like, first of all, if you just, if, if it also is about how people approach you with information, right? Because right. like, 
if someone comes at you and they're going to be an asshole about it, then at least for me, my instant thing is to be like, go fuck yourself. And then to like go and research it myself, you know? Uh Um, So I've always been like, if I see somebody like that Palo Santo incident, if I was to see like a post that just has a bunch of comments, my first thing isn't to be like, oh, that creator done fucked up. My first thing is to be like, wow, so everybody in these comments doesn't have the respect to go and privately message and be like, hey, I don't know if you know this, but this and provide some education instead of just throwing things out. Right. That was on her account, um, too. And I have noticed she her account gets on the wrong side of TikTok a lot. And I don't like being over. I I don't either. (laughs) Um, I am very fortunate. I don't know if it's Loki protecting my account or like who it is, because I have always had such wonderful people like bring things to my attention in such a kind way. Yeah. And like, like, like I said, with that author, I like, I was like, Oh yeah. Like books that I would recommend and like whatever. And like, there was one book that I recommended that was written by a really not great author. Uh, and I made, you know, and, and people in the comments were like, Hey, just so you know, like this person is actually associated with this hate group. And I was like, Oh my God, really? And, yeah. and then I did my own research and I was like, I feel like an idiot. And then I made another video. I actually ordered another book by somebody else. It's like basically the same thing, except that person is not a part of a hate group. And I was like, this book is probably a lot better. i you know, I was waiting for it to get there. But I apologized and I was like, I'm this taught me that I need to research my authors, which I do for every single book now. Um, and, you know, and I had people who were commenting on that video who were like, thank you for being like so good about like receiving this information. And I'm like, what am I going to do? Cuss you out for like telling right. me that I fucked up? Like, no, like just take take it with grace and just know that you that you fucked up and and move move on you know like it doesn't have to be like especially if you learn from it and that was a big lesson for me um I actually need to get better at researching authors for books that are recommended to me because like I I've had people my like like people in my life be like oh get this book and then I got it and I'm like why would you recommend this book to me (laughs) like and then the author was kind of problematic and like the book was problematic and it totally made me rethink my whole like uh trust in that person I was like what the hell are you reading like what and but it that was a really big lesson for me so I think it's all ego as well like I I'm a big I talk a lot about ego work like on my my podcast and like um in readings and on my TikTok a lot too and I think I I try when those things happen to really check in with my ego because sometimes it can be like Uh, they're wrong and I'm like "Mm, no they're probably not (laughs) and especially if they're coming to me so kind like that like like I said I'm very lucky I think I've had maybe a handful of trolls knock on knock on wood um on my account uh who have said really dumb things and I just delete them I'm just like bye (laughs) I'm such a big fan of blocking like I my block list I know my block list is so long because I I just pay attention to the tone which people want to educate right and like 
it may be somebody that I've been following and I've been like, wow, I really love all of their videos. But then if I see like a video where you're like dogging somebody out or your whole point is to drag them down and you're being mean, I'll block you and never talk to you again. Cause I want no option that you end up being on my podcast. <laughs> you right. know, like, Cause I'll reach out to people that I vibe with. And, and that for me is like, no, like if they're blocked, then I know that there was like some kind of a, whatever, some kind of issue. Yeah. And I'm, I'm so grateful too, that you and I have, you know, our podcasts, we have a way where, oh, I want to be more educated on this thing or, oh, you're coming to me like politely and you want to like educate me on something. Would you be willing to come onto the podcast so that it can be an education? We can right. see your viewpoint for multiple different people instead of just me repeating your message and your guidelines. Right. No, I mean, I think that's awesome. Yeah. Cause like, it's, I think it's really important to be open to that education. Um, I've met a lot of people within this community that like, like we've been talking about, like they get met with like either criticism or with like trying to educate and they're like, no, 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 no. And they like don't want to hear it. And it's like, just it's actually kind of amazing the things that I have learned and been educated on when I just listen for a second and like kind of put my like I said put my ego to the side but yeah and I think that it's great giving people a voice to uh like educate on those things when that might not be an option normally and putting your ego to the side too that's an important thing I feel like for respecting other people's practices and cultures mm -hmm. because you know there can be an ego thing of like no, but that's so beautiful and powerful. And like, I want to be a part of that. Like those energies want me to work with them. Whereas, um, you know, right. that may not be the case, but because you're so focused on you, 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 then that's what you're thinking. Exactly. And honestly, like typically when you start, like, especially, I, I mean, my whole thing is beauty work I I love talking about it but um especially when people start working with like specific deities if they have like a big ego they'll either they'll be taken down a notch um by those entities um like Loki especially is somebody who does not <laughs> he does not allow me to have a big ego like ever um and, but it's also something that I've been working on for three years. Like it's something that I'm working on every day. Um, and I also think that it's something that gets skipped over when you start practicing. Cause you know, everybody talks about shadow work, shadow work, shadow work, but like nobody actually tells you exactly what you need to, <laughs> to be working on. Like, I think people just jump right into like the worst thing that has ever happened to them and like just start working on that and it's like no like there's so many little things that contribute to who you are and your ego and like and some people don't even know what an ego is and how it operates and like um an inner child healing and connection and stuff like that like there's so inner teen geez <laughs> there's so much little stuff that like kind of goes into it that i feel like it's kind of brushed over which is what you said like gets people kind of in that in trouble like in that realm of like well I want to practice this like why can't I like you know I'm I could totally do that and it's like 
you totally could, but you shouldn't, <laughs> you know, like it, it's, it has nothing to do with like how powerful you are or if you can do it, it's just, you shouldn't do it. And you also don't want to mess with people's ancestors because they will, they will give you a good smack They're They don't mess around with that kind of stuff. Um, and it, I, I haven't learned that personally, but like I have in, encountered some people's ancestors, like within like sessions and I'm like, I would not want to mess with, <laughs> with them. I'm scared. <laughs> well, and I think that too, for me is why, like, I don't ever feel the need to like point out somebody else's practice, like on the platform. Cause mm -hmm. I see, I see plenty of people who I'm like, well, I don't like to tell people what to do, but I certainly wouldn't be doing that that way and fucking <laughs> with that. And I'm like, but I'm going to let it be because really the, the effect of you trying to work with energies or entities that are not open to you working with them really like that person is directly gonna fuck around and find out on their own without you having to put yourself into that because then you just get like energetic ricochet and blame for whatever and the I feel like the fucking theme of the season right now is people being like yeah and they hexed me and um it just like every time I see somebody being like and they hexed me I immediately am like you don't know what you're talking about <laughs> it's it it always makes me laugh when people say that because I feel like they're like wards just completely go out the window like do you not <laughs> you're not being hexed you're hitting someone's ward <laughs> and that's and I'm happening. like so all that you've done is let the entire internet know that you don't do any kind of defensive or protective magic mm -hmm. and that any time that somebody that you think that somebody has something negative to say about you that they've just affected your whole life and let everything fall down and I'm like so you're just letting everybody know that they can focus their intention on you because you're an easy brick to crumble right like because I mean, there's, there was a creator's video I saw of like, even if you're like, because honestly, I do see some people. It's not on my for you page, it's other people talking about it, because I stay so far away from this side of witch talk. It's not even funny. If I see videos like that, I literally will like, I don't report it, but I'm like, I'm not interested in this. You know? I'm not interested videos all the time. I'm yeah. like, don't ever send me back to where the light doesn't touch. Right. But um, it's always like throwing hexes and like, you know, like I, I remember that era of like lemon hexes and like stuff like that. And like, but it's just funny to me because like a creator that, um, I like saw them talking about like how they threw a hex at somebody who they didn't know who had been practicing for like 12, 10, 12 years. And like they fucked around and found out because it's like, you don't know what someone has. So like, why are you out here just throwing for such petty reasons too? And I had, I had somebody on my podcast, the episode's not up yet. I interviewed them, but um, they were talking about how like they do like hex work for clients and stuff and it's mostly for like abusers and things like that and yeah. they ask um they ask their spirit team they ask the person the client spirit team and then they ask the person who would be receiving the hex's spirit team if it's like in the best interest for like everyone and she or 
yeah no she does go by she she uh like told me that she's turned away clients before for that reason because they're like because this person wants to hex somebody for a really petty reason and not because it's actually for the greater good um or going to help anybody in that situation and uh, they also told me that like um if some people throw hexes like it I mean, half the reason why it turns around is because like either the spirit team or like whatever other people have going on, like their wards or whatever, like it'll turn around because it's not supposed, like you're not doing it for the right reasons. And a lot of people like don't think communicate with their uh, spirit team before they do stuff like that. So, I think a lot of people don't know how to communicate with their spirit team too. Like That is true. Um, I've done, I've done like a spirit guide reading one time with somebody, um, that I got it done. And it was more so like a confirmation for myself because we can kind of get inside of our own, you know, whatever. Um, and I thought that was beautiful, but I love people who do and show their baneful workings. Like I, you know, the fact protection magic. And so the way that I do protection magic would be considered like baneful whatever because with my protection working I totally have the intention of like if you're going to fuck around like I hope that like you get everything yeah Mm. and same with like wards and whatever like I want to know when you're hitting them and I want you to feel like Regina George personally victimized you (laughs) (laughs) like (laughs) raise your hand if my wards have ever fucked you up you know (laughs) no I'm the same way pretty much every ward that I have is um is baneful I think maybe I have one that I made like at the very beginning of my practice it's not like super baneful um I think it just had herbs in it. Like, I don't think I really added any like little, little spice or anything, you know? Um, but the rest of them, especially recently, I really stepped into, um, my power with that, like like a few months ago, uh, it, which is good, but, um, but yeah, they're, (laughs) I wouldn't want to run into my own, (laughs) which I think is a good sign. Um, I don't really post a lot about them though. I feel like I, I should. I feel like I should post more, but I don't like showing them because I don't. I don't like people seeing what I what I got going on in there. So <laughs> I'm always extremely private, and like even inside of my classes, you know, like I make a point to give examples of all different types of things that you could do and how to figure it out for yourself. Yeah, but. I'm not going to show you what I do. I'm not going to break down in that way. Like, and I especially don't put things online about, you know, the, there are a lot of people who, who do. And I think that's cool for them. A lot of people who show like every single like detail of their working and their whatever. And if you feel safe enough to do that, I love that for you. But for me, I'm like, I could never show somebody all of my all of my like secrets and intention and trust them (laughs) right no like I think there's like one person one or two people like who whom I trust like that I who also make like really stinky wards like like I I trust them like to because they're my friends like I mean and and I I love and trust them and they tell me what's in their stuff too and so I feel like it's like an equal (laughs) 
<laughs> like, you right. know, I know what's in theirs, they know what's in mine. And so like, you know, of course we would never do anything like that. Um, I mean, I fully believe that I have the ability if I wanted to, to like hex, but I have never done it. Um, I let people just find out for themselves, you know, like I, my, um, <laughs> my uh, ex tried to come out of the woodwork and harass me um, a, f- a couple months ago. Uh, nasty, gross energy. So gross. Um, I made, I made him his own special ward. I was like, here you go. <laughs> since you want to be so special. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't heard anything since. <laughs> so like it, it's I rather have them just keep sending me energy and then I get to transmute it into shit that like works out for me and is better for me um because like you know every time most of my wards are transmutation ones so like I have one that's like for rated e for everybody that uh if somebody hits it it's like happiness abundance like within my relationship and like I do it for like and, and then I have another one for just like prosperity and like, I just make more money whenever somebody hits it. And sometimes, sometimes if I get like an order in or something, I, I wonder, I'm like, hmm, <laughs> I'm like, I wonder if somebody hit it, but cause it doesn't give me, um, one of them doesn't really give like an outward appearance of it being hit or anything. It's just transmutation. So it doesn't really change in appearance or anything like that. Um, but but yeah like I I love the transmutation of energies I think it's so so fun um because if you're gonna like send me gross energy I might as well use it for my benefit you know yeah no I do I do um a big part of um what I do with my workings is um an energy amplification and I do that so that if you are are if you're giving me love and support and community and like authentic energy, you get that back. Like that is coming back to you so deeply, but in the opposite as well of like, but if your intentions are negative, then I just want you getting that projected back onto you for yourself. I want you to be seeing those things that you think bother you about me. I want you to see those things Mm -hmm. in yourself so that you can work on healing them and that's how, like, I would rather focus my time and energy on that versus trying to specifically send you funky shit, because then I have to feel that energy and transmute Mm -hmm. it when I'm doing my working and you're not that important. Exactly. Like, and honestly, like the only reason why I even made a specific like ward for that ex is because like, it was getting to the point where I was gonna have to get like a restraining order like it was just a lot and so and and the thing is our justice system sucks because like I don't like most of the time when you have to do a restraining order you have to give the address of where they can't be and I don't want him to know where I live um luckily I live across the country so it's not like he would like you know make the trek but I also just don't want him to know um be careful with that um, yeah. when, so I'll just tell you a little story, just like, mm-hmm. just to be careful. Um, I was in a, an extremely abusive relationship in mm-hmm. California and I moved and I moved to Montana and, um, my ex did end up following me to Montana. I had never 
given any information what anyways he found me he showed up at my work I worked at a Walmart and he showed up at my work and um people knew had seen my dad so they thought he was my dad they both were tall they have red beards okay I had daddy issues and so um so people were like oh your dad so I called my dad and my dad hadn't been there so we I talked with my manager we looked on the surveillance tapes saw that it was him I can't imagine your stomach like just dropping heart dropping yeah waiting at my car when I got off work and um so I went to file for a restraining order but they wouldn't give me a restraining order because his address was in California and we were in a different Mm -hmm. state and so that he would have to be in California to be served so um they said there was nothing they could do and then he started leaving me he he called me one night he no he texted me and um he was like I see you and your friend I always loved those pink pajamas like all just all this stuff he was looking in the window of this girl's house and um I went down to the police station and I got a I had to join a whole program to get a protective order because they couldn't do a restraining order and then they could serve the restraining order, but only if he was within uh, however many feet of me. And then I have to wait for the police to come there and handle it. So just be careful because being on the other side of the country is yeah, like it is a safety, but at the same time, if they do come in person, it's a thing. Um, I'm a big fan of like, I was just about to say that. I was like, oh no, don't worry about me. I'm a big fan of shoot them before they can get you. Yeah. Well, and my, my current boyfriend as well, um, is well versed in that area. I, he, he doesn't like when I talk about him, like, I mean, he's very private. So I try not to like talk too much about his past and stuff like that, but he is well versed. I am not worried. Um, and like when that was happening, like, of course he knew, uh, like you know like about it and was like I hope he comes here (laughs) you know like he just he just needs a reason and I told my I also told my brother who lives in the same state in the same city um as as my ex and um my brother is uh ex-military as well so like he uh he also was like I know where he lives. I can go there. I can do this. I can do that. And like, he, he, he was about ready to like tear his life apart. And I was like, does, Let's he, just... threaten you? does he threaten you when he contacts or is it like love bombing? He didn't, he didn't know God. It, it wasn't threatening. It was just like, it was very much basically what he did when I was in a relationship with him. Um, my brother had recently gotten married and, um, you know, of course there's a million pictures that are being posted after, and I don't know how he got this picture of me. Um, but he found a picture, like a group picture of me and my boyfriend and he's blocked on everything except for email because what the hell, like, why am I going to block? Yeah. It it was so email. Mm -hmm. It's so sad. (laughs) It was really sad. I, would I was laugh. like, bro, I did. I was like, like after the initial shock of it, because like, you know, I just opened my email and there was an email from him. I'm like, what the fuck? But after that, I was like, 
wow, I really live on your mind, like rent free, huh? Like that's sad. Like, like I'm not scared of him at all. Like he, it, it's just, he was more just annoying than anything. And like, I just wanted him to leave me alone, but I'm not scared of him. Uh, he, he doesn't have the, the guts, but, um, he, uh, but yeah, he was harassing me via email about that picture being like, oh my God, you look so terrible. You look like you've gained 30 to 50 pounds. You're so fat. Like, I'm so embarrassed that I ever dated you. And then he started saying shit about my dog and uh, my current boyfriend. And like, it, and then I didn't want to reply. And so my boyfriend emailed him and was like, hey, like very respectful as well. Like he was just like, leave Katie alone like do not contact her anymore like you're being pathetic like what the hell is wrong with you kind of thing like if you continue to contact her like we will get lawyers involved and stuff and then he did he contacted me again because I contacted his mom and I was like tell your son to leave me alone <laughs> like and, and yeah because I'm like I'm not like I'm I am going to get your mom involved like you raised him what fix him like what what did you do to him like seriously why is he like this um and then so he emailed me again telling me to not contact his family and I was like okay and then I I didn't reply to that but he replied to my boyfriend and told him man to man you need to leave that relationship and like my boyfriend was like this dude is so stupid <laughs> like, it was so dumb man and, but, to man. but he started like spamming spam emailing my um my boyfriend like a bunch of crazy shit like it like what are we in eighth I, grade like sending notes was, to class literally it really felt like we were children like like or like he was at least like it's like in all caps being like you think I'm a pussy like come try me bro like that kind of shit and I was like bro he's so annoying like <laughs> like that like honestly like it it wasn't even like I wanted a restraining order because I was like afraid of him I just wanted him to leave me alone and like leave us alone because like I'm out here living my life you know but I'm telling you he, about this like terrifying like I know and I feel and you're bad. like I wasn't scared <laughs> I know I'm not because like even when we were together and I I told my therapist this too and she was not very happy with me when I said this but like he would like post up like he was going to do something and I would yell at him <laughs> and be like, he would do what that you when you're in a relationship? <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, I would, the fact that you didn't hit this man with a frying pan, hands on. I wanted to, but I, I know the law. And so I was like, I need him to hit me. First. I know it's fucked up, but I was like, I need him to hit me first. <laughs> and then I can call the police. Um, and I have a ton of like recordings and stuff of like his abuse and like stuff like that as well that I still have. And, and they're labeled just in case in case it ever comes up or anything like that but um but yeah he'd like post up like get in my face and then I would just yell because I I had I've like already been there done that with like a um, physically abusive partner and so I was just kind of like what are you gonna do tough guy you're gonna fucking hit me huh and make me feel make you feel more like a man do it do it and like he wouldn't ever do it and because I think he knows if he did he would have been in deep shit um he's not he's stupid, but he's not that stupid kind of thing. Yeah, um, I got you. but yeah, so he never, I don't think he would ever do anything, but I do have a nice little award for him. So he will leave me alone. Um, I love that. Bring it back to magic. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Because I was just like, like, I did like a cord cutting as well, just to like remove his energy completely from me and my family. And like, and then I did like a, a award for him. And because I was angry too. I have never, I've never crafted while angry before. Cause I just don't really, I don't get like pen. I mean, like, I don't, I don't really get angry about like stuff. Like, I mean, I get, I get angry, but it's not like I'm going to go craft now. Cause I'm pissed. Like, you know, like it's, it's, but like, it was so much channeled anger. Like I remember picking up the jar just to like move it and the energy that flowed through it. I was like, Oh, <laughs> I was like, Oh no. <laughs> like I might've done a little bit too much. Like I was like, damn, I, I kind of hope he doesn't hit this. I might fuck him up a little. Um, but, but yeah, but I mean, I, like I said, I, I have had many different relationships. He was more, he was more mentally, uh, like and emotionally abusive than physical. Um, but I have done the physical thing before with another ex of mine when I was very young, unfortunately. Um, so like at the very least, like I knew if like anybody else hit me, I'd be like, this is done. But like, I wasn't educated on mental and emotional abuse at that time. Um, my spirit team, Loki was trying to get me to leave that relationship for so long he actually got like kind of annoyed with me because I wasn't listening to him and I kept like just being there and like he dipped because he's like dude I have told you so many times like to leave and you're not leaving I'll come back when you're done with with whatever you're doing and I'm like okay (laughs) I love your well-rounded trauma though (laughs) yeah we've gone all over the place you know um I honestly I think it, it it sucks and like I am I am not a toxic positivity person. Like I fucking hate that shit. I hate it so much, especially when like people's guides like make me be like, yeah, shit sucks right now, but everything's gonna be fine. Like I hate, I hate that. And like whatever someone's guides tell me that, I'm always like, hey, feel your feelings. You can be pissed. This shit sucks. Like don't like, just because you, like your guides are telling you everything's gonna be fine doesn't mean that you have to automatically be positive about it. Like, and I think like going through that kind of like, you know, showed me that I was, cause I was at a really low point and like where I'm at now, like, I'm so grateful um, because being with him showed me what I didn't want and like what I didn't deserve. And it actually gave me standards. And like, when I went back out into the dating world, I was like, nope, nope, <laughs> nope. Like yeah. you meet this, this like little checkbox get the hell out of here you know like I don't I wasn't putting up with it anymore and that's how I got to my current boyfriend who meets all of the the boxes and treats me like a freaking queen which I deserve and so that like as much as those things really suck I do think that it that it helps um get you to a better place if if you can break the cycle and if you can heal from that trauma because I I do see people just continuing to do the abusive cycle, uh, which is sad. Um, but I also think that that situation also, um, kind of helped me learn more about like mental health and different forms of abuse and like stuff like that too. Like, so it sucks, but we, we out here living, we're fine. (laughs) You know, like I'm good. (laughs) We're, we're 
we're trucking on something too mm-hmm. to take the conversation back you had been talking yeah. about shadow work and talking about how oh yeah you know it's like these deep dives into like your like most traumatic situations and whatever and um I get asked a lot if I have uh shadow work books that I recommend and I don't because you know when you do like because I I know I I think you might offer some kind of mentorship. I know that I do a mentorship do. and with mine, I integrate, like I custom do shadow working because I think that it's so important for like, yes, you're reflecting on past things and you're reflecting on how that's affecting you presently, but also it's not just bullshit that you've gone through in the past and everything hasn't mm-hmm. been bad that you've gone through in the past. How much learning have you done? Where are you right now that you weren't a month ago, a year ago? Right. Like, you didn't think you were going right. to be doing this. What do you have planned next that you think you could never accomplish and you're not going to be able to do? Cause I want us to look back on that in a year, you know? Right. No, for sure. And like, actually something that was, um, really big for me, it was kind of funny now that I think back on it, but, um, I had a couple different therapists tell me that I had like childhood trauma and like, and stuff like that. And I was like, I had such a great childhood. What are you talking about? Like my, cause like my parents and I like, you know, I am very grateful for the fact that I still am able to have a good relationship with them. Um, and I love them dearly and they love me. Um, but as time went on, I saw a lot of the unhealthy kind of um, relationship dynamics that we had and the control that they had to have over me like even when I am 20 I'm 27 now and it's I still have to set that boundary with them sometimes and it took me a while to even admit that okay I wasn't I wasn't physically abused like I I had a good home but I still unfortunately when I was a child didn't feel emotionally safe and like there was a lot of emotional stuff going on that although in hindsight, like, you know, isn't that bad. And like, that's the thing is no trauma can be prepared. Like we all go through things differently um, and process things differently. So like, you know, for those of you listening, if you think like, well, my trauma isn't as bad as other people's trauma, like, no, don't compare. Like, cause there is no comparison. Your brain is still processing it the exact same way. So it doesn't really matter. Um, but like when I finally, I, I remember this too. And I finally like kind of woke up to that and was like, shit, I actually had to take some time away from my parents. And like, I didn't talk to them for a while. And of course they were like, <laughs> still doing their thing. Like my dad was like, do you hate us now? And I'm like, I don't hate you. I just need space. And I need to process things that I have discovered. And I still, I haven't told them you know, why, why would I do that? But I just continue to set boundaries with them. And and luckily my mom has gotten therapy and I think she understands a lot more than my dad does. Um, And like my mom and I are very close for that reason. But, but that's the thing is that like, like you said, like it is different for everybody and it is kind of, because something that I think a lot of like my, my, you know, like clients and people who come to me are, are like, how do I do this? um or they get stuck or something like that and it's like you have when you go into shadow work you have to not be afraid of the things that you're going to learn um and not only that you got to be safe about it I made a really big mistake when I was a beginner and I I was doing shadow work every day 
I, cause I was like, I want to heal. I want my abilities to grow. I want to be more connected with myself, which is great. It's great motivation, but I literally opened up such a dark thing that I didn't like even realize had happened to me. And I was, I, I had to go to therapy after that. Like, I was like, I need a therapist because I am not okay. Um, and therapy is a form of shadow work too. Like, I feel like people think that it has to look a certain way and it doesn't like your shadow work can just be you going to therapy and bettering yourself. It does not have to be like, like I, there was a, a client of mine who's like, I've been doing shadow work every day. And like, you know, she like reached out to me. She was excited about it. And I was like, be careful, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, like don't don't overdo it. Like it doesn't all, you're, you're going to, you're healing your whole life. It doesn't all have to happen in a week. Um, and, uh, and also like taking time to, uh, have self-care and self-love and like doing things that, like my favorite thing to do to connect with like my inner child is like snuggling my little squishmallow and like watching a Disney movie and like eating my favorite food. Like it, it's, it's that simple just to kind of let your inner child just run the show and and be like I want to do this you know you and said like, that and it like threw me back to being a kid and hearing let's watch a Disney channel movie that's exactly like my inner child like that is exactly what I think of exactly my my inner child movie is um Aladdin my inner child loves that movie I don't I don't know why I because I didn't watch it a lot like growing up but like she loves it and like um whenever I feel sad I always put on like Aladdin or Mulan that's another one that, that, that I love but yeah like it it doesn't have to be like I mean I actually just got like a shadow work workbook because I was curious about it um and I had gotten recommendations but I was like well, you know might as well try it see if it's something that I can recommend um but but yeah, like my whole shadow work journey has really been just things happen in my life and then I'll just do shadow work on it. Like, um, especially like the ego work, I got into a really big fight with one of my friends um, and she was like, look, if you're going to act like this, I can't be your friend. And that like, I was like, holy shit, am I really yeah. acting like? I took, I had talked to her for two weeks because in that time I just took time to like reflect and like really look into my ego and stuff. And then I was able to like come to her and be like, so I figured this out. <laughs> I'm really yeah. sorry. And like, so like taking, taking some like life lessons and stuff, like you said, like, of like things that are happening to you every day and like kind of taking those as opportunities for shadow work as well. And just kind of reflecting. Cause it, like you said, it doesn't, it, it's not it doesn't have to be the most traumatic thing that's ever happened to you. It can be, oh, I didn't handle that fight really well with my partner because I got triggered. And it's like, okay, well, what triggered you? And like kind of digging deep into that. But I always suggest when people are wanting to do that, just, I know therapy isn't for everybody. I'm currently not in therapy because I can't afford it because I don't have yeah, insurance. That's real. Um, and well, and that's it's fucked up. It should be it should be accessible. Um, that's a whole other tangent, but, uh, but yeah, so like, I know it's not like accessible to everyone. Um, but if you can, and if you have the ability to, I, I really suggest it. Um, but obviously you don't need it, but again, you have to be careful 
because uh, a lot of what you're doing is digging up wounds and trauma and stuff and you can really fuck yourself up doing it if you're not careful well and I've even had people who have done mentorship and I'm like listen this is great and we've we've gone really far and you've made a lot of progress but like you need a therapist and you need like you have some like deep stuff that like you have to really like talk to a professional about and that's part of like your healing journey and so go and you know seek that out and that's where I think like you know, you can have spirituality inside of like your therapy. You can't have therapy inside of your spirituality Mm -hmm. and, you know, shadow working is great, but if you have predisposed mental health things that really cause you like blockages where you can't relive situations, you can't take the lesson out of something. You can't reprogram that you can't go and face that without literally wanting to not live anymore then you shouldn't be seeking out doing shadow work and putting that onto like a mentor to like make sure that you are staying living. You should go to a therapist who is like trained and um, up on how to help you navigate your mental health journey. And I think that it can be difficult, I think, for some people who, you know, they they are, you know, healers and whatever, and they see, you know, we always see potential in somebody else. And I think there can be a fine line between wanting to be the healer and being like, no, I can totally do this because I can see the road for them versus what road are they able to see for themselves? Because if all somebody can see is that, you know, this is really painful, it doesn't matter how much love and healing and warmth you give them if they're frozen, you know? A hundred percent. Yeah. Cause like I, I have had that moment with a lot of my clients to where like, especially like, I don't, I, I know that you offer readings and stuff, but I don't, I don't know, like, um, if you do like mediumship or anything like that. Okay. I I figured you did, but I, I couldn't remember off the top of my head, but like, like with that, I've had people who would book with me over and over and over. And it, like, I remember someone booked with me like twice, like within like a month or two period uh, and wanted to talk to the same person uh, because they were trying to sort through, I'm not, I'm not going to like air out their stuff on yeah. um, cause it was a lot, but they were trying to sort through some stuff with this person who had passed uh, because there was a lot of pain and, and stuff there. And I told them, I was like, look, I, I enjoy having you as a client because I do, they, they're great. Like they are a wonderful person, great energy. I was like, but I think that you need to seek Greek counseling because like there is only so much that I'm going to be able to help you with. And I don't want you to feel like you need to keep coming to me, giving me your money to talk to this person and to find closure that way, because there's, there's only so much closure you can get. Cause like, you're not talking to that person. I mean, you are, but it's me. And so I think your brain is, you know, it, I think it's a little harder for your brain to like recognize it sometimes when it comes from a third party. Um, and, but yeah, like I remember that. And then they booked a third one a couple months later and they were like, I've been in therapy. I talked to a grief counselor and like, I just wanted to do this like one last time, like just to, you know, really, uh, be able to like move forward. And they, they were in a lot better place too. And I, so I felt comfortable doing that, but, but it is hard because it's like, I feel like people do sometimes instead of 
healing and processing like these passings and, and trauma or whatever it may be, uh, they continue to go to people who they can still talk to that person. And it's like, it's fantastic that like, w- like mediums like exist and they have, we have the ability to connect with these people, but like, it's not healthy in the terms of like, if you're not processing this passing and like, you're still really hurt by it and like, um, and grieving and stuff like that. And like, you're not moving forward with your life. Um, it, it, it definitely becomes like a whole different, uh, situation. That's only happened to me a couple of times to where I was like, "Mm," like, you know, I really think you need to seek therapy and and stuff like that but most of the time I I have people come to me maybe once if it's like a mediumship thing like somebody who had just recently passed um and they want to talk to them and then they'll move forward and they'll get like the closure that they need but sometimes it does become an issue and like you know you and I I know are on the same wavelength of like I just want people to heal and sometimes I'm not the person that they need. Like it, like you said, like I, you need somebody who is more well-versed in trauma therapy and grief and like stuff like that. Cause obviously I've experienced it and I've been in therapy for a really long time and I research psychology, but I'm not licensed, <laughs> you know, like I don't, I only know so much. And, and so like, I can't help um, to the degree that you need it. So it can be a little tricky, you know, it, it can be hard when it gets to that, that area, that kind of gray area. For sure. And that's why it's important for people, you know, we're not expecting other people to know that point for themselves, but it's making sure that if you are going to take mentorship with somebody, or you're going to, you know, learn from them, that it's somebody that you trust that would tell you, you know, don't pay me anymore. Go pay a therapist because mm-hmm. that that's a real thing. There are a lot of people who they don't really give a fuck. You're just a human being and you're paying them. So they'll do whatever service for you for the money and whatnot. And it takes a lot to find somebody who doesn't have um, that type of disconnect with finance. And that, that's a big topic too, is like, you know, somebody can be totally, you know, healed in so many ways in order to like be a mentor on something, but they can also have such a fear of lack that it maybe compromises morals that they might have inside of what Mm -hmm. they do, because they're more concerned about the dollar and those people in my experience, they also tend to attract clientele who are very difficult to work with and who are very abusive with their energy. And usually the ones who like need to reschedule all of the time and need like cancel their appointment flat out and want their money back, even though you don't have refunds and you know what I mean? So um, that's going off on a totally different tangent. Yeah. No, I mean, I, again, I am so incredibly grateful for the clients and, and people that I have had, because like, yeah. I think I have had maybe like, cause I've had people be like, Oh, what, you know, what's the worst, uh, you know, client that you've ever had. I'm like, I'm like, I literally have only had one <laughs> like that. It was like a whole weird, it like, wasn't even, it was really weird. Like it, somebody had bought the session for that person. And like that person was closed off like it was like they didn't believe in mediums basically and so like if you're not like because that's the thing it's like if you're not like 
open and like understand like how because like not every medium is going to be like oh yes I feel a, a, a male energy his name is George you know like like that's just that's not how I do it like I I am not I am an evidential medium like I can get evidence and like give you things but it's not a name it's not like things like that I, I get appearances and like I get images and like, like physiological, like feelings. Like so I typically can figure out how the person passed away based on what they make me feel, but people don't get that. They see what they see on TV. Right. And so like that, like I've had one session that was like that one. And it was at like the very beginning of like, when I started doing this yeah. ever since then, though, I have not had like anyone, like my, my clients are incredible and I'm I'm so so grateful like everybody is very open to receiving like whatever um and because like in the beginning I remember I did have a lot of people like testing me and I don't I mean fair because yeah. like I was very I was very new at it I didn't have like a lot of like reviews or anything like that because I had just started it and like just started offering it to people um so I did have a lot of people kind of trying to test me and like they wouldn't tell me like really a lot of information or anything um about what they wanted out of the session so I'd just be like okay well this person came through and this is what I'm getting you know because some people I do have people fill out an intake form so it could be more um bless you so it can be more focused on like what they want because sometimes like when I, I didn't have that like I'd be like oh yeah this is what's going on they're like well I I didn't book the session for that I'm like oh <laughs> okay <laughs> sorry <laughs> you know and so now being able to know like kind of what they want out of the session it, it's a lot easier for me but but yeah like I like I, I'm going off on a tangent but I'm I'm very very um, grateful I I talk a lot I mean Gemini you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah I know um no I like that I think that it's important to kind of to share just about the different experience and that's what the podcast is for really is to share different people's experiences and viewpoints within like your practice and what you mm -hmm. you know the things that you've been through because something that that you're saying even if it feels like you're off on a tangent or you're like second guessing what you're saying or like wanting to minimize it it's the piece that somebody else is going to hold on to right. that changes their whole viewpoint and so I love that oh, that's a really nice way to think about that I'm going to hold on to that because like I tend to like get on myself about like talking too much and like over explaining and stuff like that um and like I'm gonna hold on to that though because I feel like I tend to get on myself about that so I like I like how you worded that that was nice <laughs> hold on to it and also before I ever um record the podcast I do this every single time I always do a circle of protection and communication like in my space and I mm -hmm. always put in the intention that we, whatever we talk about is what somebody listening needs to hear. And so I always feel like the podcast ends up being like this channeled experience. Like I never remember what the fuck we talked about afterwards. Um, <laughs> Me, I oh just, my God. It should just be, you know, and I'm sure you do your own podcast too. And so to be able to talk about like your spirituality and ethics and your personal opinion on things like that, like, 
you're doing like a spirit channeled message for like where you are on your highest sense of good on your path right now. And so don't ever like second guess that shit. And that's the same like advice that I have for people that are doing readings and stuff. And my friend's teaching her first tarot class right now. And um, her first lesson, that was something that she talked about was to speak your message that you have, no matter how long winded, no matter how high energy, speak your Mm -hmm. message all the way without letting your, that word ego get in the way, because that message isn't for you. What you're speaking isn't for you. It's for somebody else who's listening and they need to hear that message. Right. And like, I mean, I don't think I had that mindset for, for, uh, here, but like, yeah, whenever I'm doing my readings, like I repeat myself I, and I, I know that I do it. And because like, sometimes I'm like, I think I said that like five different times, like just in different ways. Like, and, and like, but then I realize I'm like, no, they had to hear me say it five times. So it yeah. really drives home like the message and like, cause yeah, when you're channeling and stuff like that's, that's not me. <laughs> cause sometimes I, I have channeled for people Loki. Um, I have a friend slash like client, um, She's a Lokian as well. Uh, she worked very closely with Loki and she was getting, um, I was going live on TikTok a lot and like she, you know, kept getting readings from me and like Loki was getting really annoyed with her for getting readings because he kept telling her the same thing over and over and over again. And there was one night where I channeled him and I was like, I was like, girl, he's a little annoyed with you right now. And like, and I don't normally like say that. Cause like, yeah. you know, I feel like, like, that's like, I don't want them to think that their deities are getting like mad at them or anything. Cause they don't, but like Loki was like actually very frustrated. He was like, I'm telling you this. I tell you this every time you do a reading, you need to fix it. And I like, and we make, we joke about it now. And she's like, remember that one time when you, when Loki yelled at me through you and I was like, yeah I'm really sorry about that because <laughs> I like the way that I talked to her I would never talk to her like that like and like she knows that too and she's like oh no I know that was Loki because you don't talk how you how you were that night and I was like I'm sorry but I think like now it gave her the push that she needed to um actually do what he was saying because like because I literally told her it's like you're wasting your money like you're you're giving me money to give you a reading to tell you the same thing like you you have to you have to do that like that's what he's wanting you to do like and stop questioning yourself so damn much you know and she was like you're right I'm like because some people some people do like me oh my god I need to be smacked in the face if I'm like I don't listen and and Loki knows that and so like whenever he uh, I like either do readings with him or like have somebody else give me a reading um he just comes in just and like punches me in the face basically because I don't listen if if it's not like (laughs) I feel like yeah I'll ask people in their reading like if if I'm repeating the message to you I'll be like so how many times have you actually been told this before you mm-hmm. just paid me to tell you the same thing that you've already been told. Right. Um, and I feel I'm very much similar where it has to be something like, I don't even realize that like you've been trying to get my attention until all of a sudden something earth shattering happens. And then I'm like, 
Oh, that's what that meant. Okay. <laughs> oh, all right. Like it, it's like that one meme where it's like that. I think it's like that guy in the shower, and, he's, and it's like when that one tarot reading that you did three months ago is finally starting to make sense. And I'm like, oh my god, if that ain't me, <laughs> for real though. Because yeah. I have, I've had people like I'll be reading for them, and they'll be like, oh, like, like some of it resonated but some of it didn't and I'm like that's okay you know like if you know if it didn't resonate but then like a month later or something they'll like DM me and they'll be like everything that you said in the reading happened and I was like oh shit yeah, yeah <laughs> like I mean it's great when you know it's great confirmation for me but um uh you know it because sometimes when I'm like if it doesn't resonate yet maybe wait and see if it resonates in a couple months because uh, with all of my my sessions I record them either it's a video um, or audio recording um, and so like like especially for like my like mediumship sessions and stuff like I have I give them to people so that way in like a month they can like listen to it again and see if like there's something else they needed to hear or if there's more things that like resonate um but the interesting thing about channeling too i like how do you do you automatic write at all or do you just does it just come right out or so just kind of depends on the person that i'm with honestly sometimes um more often than not i shuffle cards and that's how i just kind of start getting into things i'll start noticing right. symbols on my cards um, but there are times, yeah, where I have to, I have to have a notebook and I have to be like scribbling or I have to be writing down certain words or whatever. Yeah. So like with, I'm sorry, I live near the airport. There's airplanes flying over. Um, I, with my sessions, I spend like 10 to 15 minutes before them, um, depending on the session. This is more, this is like the psychic medium one that I do, um, I just meditate and I call in their people and I, and I meditate on their name and I just like write. Um, and like, I'll call in the people that they want to talk to. And like, I'll write, I'll like, and it was crazy though. Cause I, I do the, I basically do like medium sessions. That's like strictly with deities. So like, instead of talking to a past loved one, I'll be speaking to like some of the deities that like people work with. Um, and one of my clients had a lot of deities that they worked with. And I talked to three of them specifically. Um, and one of them was uh, Lucifer. And one of them was Loki. And my handwriting changed like insanely so when I was writing for Lucifer. Like, cause like my handwriting's all chicken scratch. It's very messy. I try to have it be like a little bit nicer for my clients, obviously, so they could read it. But like, I've never like it was so like different like and I told you I imagine I like, like elegant letters yes like it was it was very clean and like and it wasn't like kind of my messy like half cursive writing that I normally do it was like very clean and I I showed her I was like look at this so I like showed like the paper I was like look at the difference like I didn't do that on purpose like it was so weird and and it totally matches, I think, Lucifer's like personality as well. Like you said, like just very nice and like well written out, and like that's exactly how it was. Um, so yeah, like it it's it's really interesting how that like channeling 
can work for like different people. Cause like you said, like I'll have all of our P clients. They'll be like, yeah, last time we talked about, I'm like, don't tell me about last time. I don't know what we talked about. <laughs> Cause after, after our session, it's gone. It, there's, and also give anything. me a specific, because if you're like everything you said from the reading hits, it's all unfolding. I'm like, cool. But if you tell cool, me but like, like what <laughs> yeah, you told me that I was going to get, you know, a hundred dollars under my pillow march 13th at 4 a.m and look you know <laughs> damn a hundred dollars i want that hey, to happen to me i um i've never had like that specifically but i did um i did have one of my it's actually an ex-boyfriend's mom um she doesn't like her son but she loves me and um <laughs> i've just like adopted her over the years and she was, she called me about just like some stuff that they had figured out with their family, blah, blah, blah. And I said, okay, well, like, I'll do a little, like mini, like intuitive reading for you, whatever. So some like numbers that had been popping up a lot and whatever, I, I put this reading together for her. And in there, I said, you know, don't be surprised if you get uh, abundance from an unexpected source. Like if you get money from an unexpected source and I was like, with the numbers that you've been saying, like it's, it'll be within like the next, probably like five days. So then she texted me the next day, a picture of a check that had come in the mail. And she was like, apparently there was some kind of a settlement for something. We have no idea, but we got this. So you were spot on. Thank you. Oh, that's and so cool. So I love that. <laughs> that is awesome when that happens yeah no like because typically they'll warn me about like situations that are about to go down or like now more recently it's been more about like things that have already happened like for some reason more recently maybe it's something that I need to do now I'm thinking about it but it's been a lot more about like working on certain things like a lot of my clients it's like more of like these things have happened and this is what you need to be focusing on within like your healing and, and stuff like that um again which is why I'm like oh maybe I need to do that um but but yeah like because sometimes I feel like I because I don't like I don't really ask I just kind of I'm like what do they what does this person need to know unless they have an actual question but like if it's just like general I'm just like all right what do you have what do you have for this person you know what advice do you have what things should they look out for what what do you want them to be focusing on and stuff because like I mean kind of circling back to like shadow work and stuff something that I used to do I used to just take my tarot deck and ask Loki all the time like what should I be doing right now what should what should be this like point of focus for me um and I used to get the hermit a lot like be by yourself girl and just work on you I'm like okay um I'm gonna do a one card poll to see what comes out for you when you say that that was a while ago that was like a couple of years ago when he would do that i'm just but... so curious are you okay with that god yeah he's if it if it if loki does come through he's gonna probably roast me all right i'll just do like a um i'll do like a two card poll just to see do you mind if okay. i run to the bathroom real quick while you're shuffling no go ahead okay thank you I feel like I should be I feel like I should be nervous because <laughs> if it's because the thing is is like if Loki comes through which I imagine he is because I literally hear him like giggling and laughing um you're like oh I have the uncontrolled to laugh. no 
you, you're gonna go oh i'm just gonna pull two cards and it's gonna be half the deck like he he is not like a two card deity at all <laughs> okay it's funny because it's three cards mm -hmm. but it's the hermit <laughs> <laughs> He thinks he's freaking hilarious. <laughs> That's why I was sitting here. I just started oh cracking God. up. I was like, I can't stop. Okay. Ooh, so I'm going to give the message behind it for you. Okay, thank huh. you. So there's the King of Cups, the Hermit, and the Moon. And so Ooh, okay. I feel like there is a lot of recognition about how far that you've gone, that you've gone, that you've come specifically in regards to like emotional healing from things. Like I think that for a long time you cut off from actually processing those emotions. And now is a time where we're like recognizing that you've actually been working on it. Um, and that hermit energy, I feel really like you don't want to be seen as the hermit. You don't like that kind of like energy being put on you probably being still calm and listening. Isn't what you want to be doing, which we know that like with our cups energy, with our water that's a part of it for your duality is like, you can't always be like doing the rapids and getting buff. Like sometimes you have to be fat and eating cheese. It's inside of your raft. Um, <laughs> and then you, when you have that new moon card though, I think that it's all about shifting your perspective inside of that hermit stage. Like it's not a time that you're just down and out, not really doing anything and being stagnant. It's a time that you're doing more behind the scenes for your creativity. You're doing more behind the scenes for setting yourself up I do see a lot of like the reason that you probably get barked at by Loki a lot is because you assert your energy to help others a lot instead of asserting your energy to help yourself and oh, I knew that was coming <laughs> um you're like I think that you have a huge concern of being selfish so I wouldn't be surprised if that's a word that you've heard in past relationships or growing up or whatever is that you are selfish yeah. when you focus on yourself, but you can focus on yourself. So with the intention of being your most healed version to be able to help others. So with that new, with the moon card, you can have that duality. And so allow yourself to actually have the downtime, actually like not use it on time to be like over intro perspective, but using the time to actually build things behind the scenes, especially when it comes, I feel like specifically when it comes to your business and your podcast, I think that you want like to show everybody what you've got going on and what's happening and like make it whatever, but you're spending less time building your foundation to grow. So I think that he's very like business oriented with you right now, where like we're supposed to be career driven and helping other people and like that being a part of your career is fantastic but like we still need to have like the strong business mindset mm -hmm. well it's funny it feels like that was a mixture because i have just i don't talk about it a lot like on my platform just because he's a more like secretive deity but um i just welcomed like hades into my space again um which it's funny because i talked about on my podcast how I thought that like, you know, maybe it was Loki pretending to be Hades or something because like, I wasn't like super connected with him at first. But then when I look back at that time, it's because I wasn't really doing things correctly. And, and like, I don't, and he was kind of like, you know, he was like, what the hell are you doing? And so now I'm at the point where I actually know what I'm doing. Um, 
but the reason why I knew, I knew what you said was coming is because my team, all of them have been screaming at me to rest and take care of myself. Cause I, and I was actually just talking to my boyfriend about this yesterday. I get into really bad, like ADHD paralysis. Um, like, I feel like I have so much to do and then I get, and I get so anxious about it that I can't do it. And like, like I have a mountain of clothes over there that I need to fold and I need to vacuum. And I'm like, Oh, but I need to pack orders and I need to do readings and I need to do this. And I need to edit my podcast. Like, yeah, like there's like, I have a lot on my plate. I'm happy with what I'm doing. Um, but I, I don't like actually like rest, rest. Like if when I'm taking my downtime, I'm on TikTok, like scroll, like doom scrolling or, or like I'm zoning out or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, <laughs> I mean, I knew that we were, I knew we were going to vibe, but, but like, as, as we're speaking right now, I have my iPad stacked on a mountain of books that I haven't read. And like, I know that that's what they want me to spend my time doing is like on my downtime, instead of doom scrolling, why don't you like read a book maybe a little bit or like do something that's like, that makes you happy. Uh, going outside and spending time with nature. I've been trying to spend more time with nature um, recently, but he's so, he's so funny. Of course he would throw out the hermit card when we were talking about that. Um, I haven't gotten the hermit card in such a long time too. And the fact that he did that is so disrespectful. Um, But, but no, like you were totally spot on. Like, I think I'm trying, there's just a lot happening. I think in my personal life and like a lot that like, I'm trying to recover from. And like you said, like, I've been really focused on like my, like, like healing other people that I like, cause I, I got to a point where I, I don't even like, I think I've been doing more spell work within the last like couple of months than I have within like three years, like of me practicing. And it's because I was so disconnected from my practice for a really, really long time. Um, because I was so disconnected from myself. And that's actually something that I tell my clients a lot because they'll, everybody goes through it, like where they kind of need to take a step back. Um, and that's totally fine. Like there's nothing wrong with that um, at all. And cause I mean, I think of it as like, you have your like cute little like spiritual life and then you have like your normal life, like mundane life where you work and you have priorities and responsibilities and things. And so like, you know, you have to separate the two sometimes and that's fine. Um, but yeah, I was at a point where I was so disconnected from my practice and within like the last couple of months, um, I have really connected with it and connected with my deities more and and like, um, and I feel a lot better about where I'm at. And so like, yeah, like that, that reading was spot on. Thank you for doing that. That was fun. You're welcome. (laughs) Three card pull. Do you have anything that you would like people to know about you or anything before we go? Um, like in what capacity, just like about myself or like about what I'm working on? Anything. Yeah. If you're like, I have classes to teach you how to sprout wings, like come on. (laughs) Oh my God. That'd be really cool. Um, (laughs) No, I, I just. I, I just, I don't know, like I'm, I'm trying to practice like more gratitude. And like, I just, I think what I, what I want to say to people is like, you know, thank you for the, to the people who reached out to Gemini. Thank you. Like, that's awesome. I'm still like reeling about that. I was thinking about it. I was like, that's so cool. Um, and I'm really grateful for like how far I've come. And I think that 
I like to use myself as like a um, motivator for other people of like, if I can do it, you can do it too, kind of thing. Like my intuition has been leading me for the past like three years. And like, I, and I also, I didn't talk about this a lot, but I also have OCD. And so like, you know, I know a lot of people with mental health issues struggle with practicing and stuff, but like you can do it. I, and then to plug myself, I do teach, um, over on my Patreon and it's, it's really good for beginner practitioners. Um, I don't really teach super advanced stuff because a lot of people that come to me are very novice. Um, so I really focus on the basics on like healing, um, divination, uh, spell work, deity work. Um, and then of course my own podcast, I have exclusive stuff on my Patreon for the podcast as well, but I also just have stuff on Spotify, um, Apple podcasts and YouTube. And then, I mean, yeah. And then I, I do my own sessions and stuff and I just, I'm like really grateful, like to get to this point. Like, so thank you so much for, for having me on here. Like, this is such a cool opportunity for me. And I'm like really excited. Like I'm, I'm happy we got to like talk (laughs) and stuff. I love your energy. You're so sweet. (laughs) Thank you. I feel the same. Yeah. I'm super excited that we got connected, that people asked to have you on. Um, I, will you say real quick before I end the recording, what the name of your podcast is? Yeah. So it's just, it's the, the chaotic rebirth podcast. Um, and if you go to my TikTok or Instagram, which are both my Instagram is, um, just chaotic rebirth and then my tiktok is chaotic underscore rebirth because somebody stole the name um it's all in my link tree as well so if you have problems finding it on youtube spotify or apple podcast um it's all linked right there so perfect thank you and i will also um wherever people are going to be listening from it'll be in the description so that they can go and listen to your podcast i'll have your oh, link awesome. tree listed and everything thank you you're so you're sweet welcome. all right i'm gonna end our recording okay